Hello Lagos, good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. First hard fact of the day, 90%. Governor Somodu says both the red and blue lines are 90% complete. Oh yes, he has repeated his promise that the services will be up and running within the first quarter of next year. Mm-hmm. Our second hard fact of the day, Lagos, you've been asking me, well, Sandra, when is it coming back? When is it coming back? When is it coming back? May 9th. That's when I beg to differ returns. In, in November, it was Tamvita Kaushik. Today, Honorable Judges, my moderator, timekeeper, my fellow co-debater, my name is Tamvita Kaushik, I'm 13 years old. In March, it was Ruth Okorocha. That's the moderator, Honorable Educators, co-debater, viewers and listeners. I'm Ruth Okorocha, of Benefice State of Kingsley College. Who will it be in May? Due to the economic situation of our country, individuals prefer to migrate to other countries in search of greener pastures. The, the I beg to differ debate element is back on May 9th. 1,862 data breaches were recorded, quadrupling the amount of data breaches in recent years. 16 new debaters. There is loss of capital invested in the subsidized public education. 17 new debate topics. How can you say you are punishing me and it's helping me? How? It's not a punishment. And on Children's Day, we'll do what we usually do and end it with. One winner, one million naira. Join me, Sandra Ezekwasili, and catch all the action Mondays to Thursdays at 4 p.m. on Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. For partnership and sponsorship opportunities, call 0703-498-4352. Again, 0703-498-4352. May 9th, set your calendars, it's coming back. One million Lagosians cannot be wrong. Thank you for tuning in to Hard Facts. I have a great show for you today. We'll start with the big weekend. I'm sure you can hear that I have a cold, so apologies if I sound a bit off. Oh, and thank you to all the people who tried to reach out to some of the students who uh, we were trying to reach but couldn't. Uh, some of the students who made our top 14, who were part of the playoffs, you did your best. Like... When I say this one million Lagosians that listen to hard facts, eh, some people think, ah, how does she know it's one million Lagosians? Well, there are people whose jobs it is to do research and find out how many people listen to a radio station. And they did their research and they found out that over a million Lagosians do. And, you know, every time there are things that happen on this show that just make me, be, you know, say that almost like... This is so true, you know, because all I did was announce the names of the candidates we couldn't reach. Just say their name, say their school, their age once. I did it once. And the next thing I know, they're reaching out to me via email. They're reaching out to me on social media because people heard it here and they reached out to them. It's also why you should advertise here because we have Lagos listening. But anyways, let's talk about Governor Songolu ordering an end to illegal trading under Bongbong Bridge. Then let's talk talk about the federal government reopening four more border posts. Let's also talk about the explosion in Imo State at an illegal refining site. And then let's talk about the PDP's consensus candidacy controversy. On Madam Landlord, we'll talk about the curious customs and payments that people face when they want to buy land or develop land. Right now, I'm trying to fence my land. Uh, there's this piece of land I bought in Port Harcourt. I'm trying to fence it. <laughs> and I've been 
told that I have to buy a goat for the family that sold me the land before I can start fencing. Land where I don't buy finisher. I bought this land how many years ago? You know, but I'm ready to fence it now, right? And then I, you know, I'm making calls about, oh, who's going to do that, etc., etc. And they're like, oh, you have, you buy goods for the people that sold you the land. Uh, let's, we'll talk about stuff like that. 4 p.m., you and I on Madame Lord today. On the big hard fact, let's talk about the debate to zone the presidency to the southeast. I'm interviewing a Fenifer leader, Ayo Adebanjo. Uh, he's on the record that he thinks the southeast should get the presidency in the interest of fairness. As usual, we'll bring you the latest updates from the news, sports, and business. But right now, let's get into the big weekend. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Have I told you that? And these... Are your hard facts. The big, the big Why have traders returned to Apombong Bridge? Should border posts still be closed almost three years later? Why is there no will to stop illegal refining? And do Nigerian politicians have the temperament for consensus candidacy? It was a big weekend, Lagos. Let's talk. Songolu, uh, uh, you know, went to visit uh, at Wambrong and uh, some interesting things happened. You know, it's been less than two months, right, after the Abombong fire, the Abombong bridge fire, and traders are back under the bridge. Now, you have to remember, first of all, that the market was illegal to begin with. Market's not supposed to be under that bridge to begin with. Then the fire that damaged that bridge started in the markets. After fire, government chased the traders away. But now they're back. Some people will say they never left. Governor Songolu spotted them while he was inspecting railway uh, projects. And now he's given them until Wednesday to leave. Otherwise, the government will evict them. So I wanted to talk about this, Lagos. First of all, are you surprised or not surprised that the traders returned or never left, depending on who you ask. Second of all, what do you think about the fact that Lagosians have obviously been going to buy stuff from them, knowing that this market caused the fire that damaged the bridge, and knowing that traders were chased away? Because if people know they go buy markets for there, market, traders don't go there. But Lagosians, they go, they go buy markets. Abi? So what do you think about the fact that even though People know, say, now this market caused this fire with damage at one more bridge. People still go there, go, go buy something. People also know, say, they don't chase these traders come out. So why didn't they go there, go buy something? And are you surprised that the traders are still there? Call us on 0700-993-993-993. Call us as well on 01465-7190. 0165-7190. We've got Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. We've got Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. And of course, um, yes, you can send us messages on WhatsApp if you want to. WhatsApp is 080959. If you're abroad, join the conversation via Skype. Skype is Nigeria Info FM. Hello. Thanks for calling. Hello. Hello. All right. Looks like that person is calling me from the Abombo Market itself. 99.3. Hello. Thanks for calling. What's your name, sir? Koboko. Welcome. First, we'll start with 
I want him to pursue the traders there, yes. But as him to pursue traders, let him about pursue I will wait for Lagos. And number one, number two, auntie, the border reopening, I want them to, I give, just I give government to four hours to close by the border. My house is along Iduro Coast, some road. And I'm eating foreign rice. And I want you to tell me if you have eaten a bag rice in three years. And tell me the truth. Um, yes, you know, I have. I've eaten I did have this program life. And let me tell you the truth with my life. Mm. What we are seeing in Otana is the Northern Pathway and Australian life. Unfortunately, your line is breaking up, so you have to call us back. Paul is in a jar. Hi, Paul. Hello. Good to have you on the show. Welcome. Yeah, this is Paul. Your friend from Badagi. Oh, Paul, welcome. Go ahead. Yeah, as usual now. You have information to pass to me. I still yes. so, so, on air. Still on air, so that people will hear. No, don't pass it on air because I need to vet. Oh, no, 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 it's it concerns people on air. It concerns who? It concerns the doctors. Uh, stay on the line. Let them retrieve the call and you'll pass it off the air. Mm? Thank you very much oh. for calling. Just stay on the line. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? My name is Chibuza. Chibuza, welcome. Yes, thank you very much. Sandra, mm? what is happening in this country is what uh, Shala calls uh, uh, government magic. Okay. Can you um, imagine, after that fire incident, mm -hmm. the governor himself went there, mm -hmm. and he gave them one week mm -hmm. to quit. Mm -hmm. And now, almost a month passed, mm -hmm. Now they are coming back again mm -hmm. to give them three days. Having given them one month since uh, for one week for the past month. So you see, make your investigation. Mm. Find out because I know there are people that collect money in that bridge. Those people are not there by themselves. They didn't just go there to to to, to sample their ways and start. There are high ranking in the society, especially mm. in Lagos State, mm. probably in government, mm. that allotted those to them. And they, I bet you that afternoon and evening, they pay dues. In That's an interesting concept there. Thank you very much for calling. Your line was breaking up, so I had to end the call. That's an int interesting theory. Um, you know, especially when you think about um, you know, the governor who chased them away the first time. Because how is it possible that before Governor Sungulu's inspection, none of the authorities responsible were aware that the traders were back? Did the, call, did the local government authorities not notice? Did the State Ministry for Commerce not notice? Did the State Ministry for Environment not notice? Did the Federal Ministry of Works personnel who were inspecting the bridge from time to time, did they not notice that the traders were back? The police, Seth, did the police not notice? How was this allowed to go on until the governor came by and saw them again? And what does it say about our ability to enforce law and order? What does it say about our approach to public safety? You and I saw the video of what that fire did to that bridge. That bridge was bending and twisting. Was that sight not enough to put the authorities on high alert to make sure that that particular illegal market which caused that horrendous fire never springs up again?
Now, of course, I know that a lot of the traders there, uh, you know, were on, on camera begging the government to not chase them away from there. But it doesn't take away from the fact that they were at an illegal spot to trade to begin with. Men call me on 0700993993993. Women call me on 014657190. We've got Facebook, Nigeria Info 99.3. We've got Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. Hello, thanks for calling us. Yeah, Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon, good to have you on the show. Yeah, yeah speaking with Mr. Izumo, Sandra. Welcome, go ahead. Uh, Sandra, I'm not happy about the European uh, uh, of the border. Ah. I work there as a as a customer agent. Okay. Now, after three years, after four years, mm. can you tell me what the federal government have finally achieved in shutting down the border? Okay. Is there anything good thing that they have achieved? Well, I don't know. You, you, you work for customs, so you tell me. No, no, no. I'm a clearing agent. I work there. Okay. Because that I, I, I called you who was in the last two weeks there, mm-hmm. on this the same issue. Mm-hmm. Because that we are clearing at 1.5, 2 million for 40 feet, mm. Sandra. Mm. That 40 feet now is almost 8.5, 8 million. Go to Semenkasila, nothing is happening. Mm. Semenka, they just spoke to the last two years. Mm. And what is happening at the same? It thinks we are okay. People will not be complaining that there is a lot of hunger. There is this thing. This uh, one that they, that they just opened now is Sakamaje. The best thing is that bring down the cost of the duty. You see, things will be moving. How, how will you go that we are clearing with this in 1.5 million? It is now 8.5 million. It's quite unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. Okay, now how much is the Nigerian rice that, we, that uh, you're saying that uh, we should grow what we eat? How much is a bag of rice? Can somebody that is earning 30,000 naira go and buy Nigerian rice? Uh, Nigerian rice is almost close to 30,000 naira now. How much? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Okay, now, along, along uh, which is now, we've lost about eight, eight, 58 of our members. 58 of our members because the man who wake up, he don't even know where you're going. You don't even nothing, nothing. We that we are still surviving. You don't by the special grace of God. Because we have plan B. It's very, very unfortunate. This opening is just because of the election. Let them chop it down. Make everybody suffer more. It's quite unfortunate. All right, thanks for calling. Um, I mean, I'm trying to see the logic in that. Oh, we're suffering. Open the border, and then they open the border. Oh, shut it down. Let's suffer more. Well, I'm not, I, I, I don't understand. Christopher is in Ikoi. Hi, Christopher. All right, Christopher is not there anymore. But yes, he just heard our last caller talk about uh, the federal government ordering the reopening of four more border posts. Uh, these border posts are Kamba border post, GBA border post, Idiroko border post, and uh, Ecom border post. Now, you know that President Buhari ordered border closure in August 2019, and it was very controversial at the time when he did that. Um, uh, while the president and his supporters said that it was necessary to stop Bene Republic and others from flooding our markets with maize, people who opposed this pointed out that 
um, um, this thing is negatively affecting commerce for local manufacturers who export, as well as raising the price of food, you know. Eventually, in December 2021, President ordered the reopening of four major border posts, uh, Meitagari, Seme, Ilela, and Mfon. Uh, but the other ones remained uh, shut and the ban on imports of rice and chicken remained in place. But now they've um, opened four more border points. And uh, I wonder if you think that this policy has been worth the pain. Has it been worth it? By pain, what I mean is the increase in food prices, the effects on Nigerian exporters who found it harder to access their markets. You just heard from a clearing agent who talked about how much they now have to use to clear goods. Manufacturers who cannot get their raw materials from abroad. Was it worth it, this border closure? That's my big question for you today. Was it worth it? Women call us on 01465-7190. Men call us on 0700-993-993-993. And yes, you can still talk about our first story. The one more market and the traders who either returned or never left. 99.3, hello. Hello. How are you? What's your name? All right, call back if you can. 99.3. Hello. Hello, thanks for calling. Okay, this is Joy. Hi, Joy, welcome. Sandra, mm. uh, you know, other times when I would tell you that you open the border, you always say, but it's my border is open. Mm. And I will tell you, okay, if it's open, why are things still expensive? Yes. So now, have you seen that what people are telling is actually true, that mm. the border being opened is not really opened per se. I don't know what that open, that the open, what it is meant for, because you still cannot bring in other goods, you can't bring rice, you can't bring chicken, you can't bring turkey. We are not self-sufficient. We cannot feed ourselves now. Now, you see, we have bandits in the farm and all the rest. How do you think the farmers are farming? So since we have all these challenges here and there, why still close up the border for us, for people bringing in food? It is when you are able to eat well that you can think well. So Nigerians now are really hungry. Food are really expensive. So I wanted to ask you, the deal code that was opened, mm. is it that rice can now fully come in? No. Or it can't come in, right? It's still right, contraband. Rice, yes, it's still contraband, yes. So it doesn't make sense. So the border that's open, now what is the border open for? That's what I want to understand. Is it for export or for what type of goods do they open that border for? Because they are actually enriching customs. If you don't know, if you ask people who are around, they are actually enriching customs. That is why we still have lots of smuggling going on. Allow this to open. This policy of, of closing the border from all these things they call contraband is not working, Sandra. It's not. We and you go to the market. We see how things are expensive. A kilo of turkey is three two. Now, do you have Nigerian turkey? Do you have turkey to buy in Nigeria? Do you have chicken to buy? You want to buy one uh, 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 um, chicken is nine thousand naira. For one, how about the standard? What kind of policy are these people giving us? Thank you. Thank you, Joy, for calling. Now, uh, she was asking, okay, so this reopening, that they've reopened it, what is, is supposed to pass through there? Well, human beings are supposed to pass through there, and goods that um, are not banned are also supposed to pass through um, the borders, or they are allowed to pass through the borders. 99.3, hello. Hello. Thanks for calling. What's your name? Now, uh, My name is Prince Wise, calling you from Ikeja this afternoon. Good to have you on the show. Welcome. 
Thank you, my dear. Mm. You see, uh, 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 I'm there myself in the background. This is Akwagbae. The local government uh, officials are supposed to be far culpable. Yes, all the people was damaged by these people. And the local government still allowed them to do What of the government did not pass that theory? So the government do the right thing by giving them three days notice for them to, to kill that place. The, the, the alternative is for the, uh, the legal state government or the local government to provide them alternatives. That's for that. And for the close uh, open of border. Hmm. Yeah, they, they, they try whether it is succeeded or not. But when you can't feed ourselves, we have to open the border. Hmm. And to open the border is not for smuggling goods. Because the time they close the border, I think Nigeria make a lot of money through the, the right channel. But now, Nigeria, we must wake up. The rights we are talking is to bring it from abroad. It is not drop from heaven. All right. Thanks very much for calling. Let's leave it at that. We have a break coming up. When we come back from this break, let's talk about an explosion in Emo State. I'm Sandra Ezekwasli. This is The Big Weekend on Hard Facts. Lagos, you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. These stories broke this weekend. Over 100 people are dead after an illegal refinery exploded in Imo State on Friday. It happened in the Abezi Forest in Ohaji, Egbema, uh, local government area. President Buhari called the explosion a national disaster when he sent his condolences. He also told the security agencies and intelligence services to clamp down. The government is declaring a crackdown on illegal refining. And there are lots of questions around why the security forces cannot seem to get the industry under control. A couple of months ago, Next door to Imo State, Governor Yesomwike started a crackdown in River State, if you remember. Um, we all heard him accuse a DPO of owning a refinery himself. Uh, we also saw um, several local government, government chairmen also being accused of um, um, being involved in illegal refining. We saw civil defense officers in River State allegedly resisting government officials who came to shut down a bunkering site. That situation got so bad that the NSCDC National uh, Command had to step in, you know? Anyone who lives or who has lived in the Niger Delta has and, and who has truly observed the oil industry will tell you that in mechanical terms, oil bunkering and oil refining should not be very difficult to checkmate. It's not, it shouldn't be difficult to, to, to check. You know where the pipelines are. You know when a pipeline is not yielding as much output as it should. You know all the jetties and wharfs and pokus where... Uh, people bring boats to buy the product. From there, you can trace the sites where the go-fire is being done. So if there's a will, it is relatively straightforward to shut all of this down. So why isn't there a will? Meanwhile, the Imo state government has declared one Okenze Onyemwoki wanted. He is the um, alleged owner or operator of the site that exploded. What do you think about this story, Lagos? Do you think this emo disaster will make the authorities sit up and truly crack down on illegal refining? Or do you think, you know, a bono and then it goes to bed? 
share your thoughts with me. 0700-993-993-993-01465-7190. I am Sandra Ezekwesili. This is Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. You're listening to The Big Weekend on Hard Facts. Hello. Thanks for calling us. Good to have you on the show, sir. What's your name? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. This is Mr. Frank, the Vice President of AFA. Mr. Frank, my Vice President. Welcome. Hi. Alexander, your voice is not sweet. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. It's cold. No, Wahala. Hmm. Alexander, these people lock borders before now. They want to reopen it. Why? This, this border closure will hit me bad. Among every other person in this Nigeria. Okay. So ah. why are they opening it now? How did it, why how did it hit you hard? Tell me. Sometimes we used to operate from Ecom that Ecom border. That was was the worstest one. And this is my border road. Because sometimes we used to go through through those uh, borders to because of army transporter. We have small small cars running through there and this and the border road. Okay. Now you block the road. The passengers don't have that free access to the floating. They think cut off. Mm. It, it's a very big hit to me. Now, one of the callers said they close that border now and they have made a lot of money. There. Where is those money they make through there? They are making a lot of money to there, and they are they are still borrowing trillions. Why did they open it? Let them close it back. We can manage ourselves. And for this refinery, Santa Sandra, mm-hmm. an ordinary human being cannot open the finally. Go to big and local. I like as you break it down. When you see the other people at the court, it was civil defense. Government officials was securing that place. Mm-hmm. I, am I the one? No. But you say you you, you put a father and nobody knows that. Just like we Nigeria for that. Now you say that, that nobody will know where Nigeria is. Is it possible? No one is hidden. It is open. Tankers used to enter those places and load and go away. The roads are open, so they know what they are doing. If they if they want to solve all these things, you open the main. Ah, we lost the connection to Frank there. But thank you for calling, Frank. We've got Christopher Nikoi on the line. Hi, Christopher. My book, Prejido. Good to have you on the show. Good afternoon. This is your senior special advisor on general duty. Welcome. Thank you. Mm. Uh, please, for now, can you stay away from cold something? Okay, sir. Uh, maybe in the night you take like liptom and uh, alum. Uh, lime, lime, lime. <laughs> okay, thank uh, you. Not alum, or lime. Okay, thank you. Or <laughs> bonte mm. with liptom warm one before you go to bed. Uh-huh. The next day, the thing will clear. Okay, thank you. Then for the border, you know, Nigerians, we, we tolerate a lot. I never believe that what these guys give to us, Nigerians will absorb it. I never believe it, my sister. But good thing, they open the border, right? But chicken and the rice cannot come in, Abby. Yes. Hello, my Chicken president. Chicken and rice can't come in. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Good. Uh, we'll be eating something now. When they close the border, we'll be eating. I hear one of the supporters. Oh, there's enough rice. A farmer, they allow the farmers. They make a lot of money. Where's the money? Uh, president Sandra, mm-hmm. for that refinery, you know that um, 
Ah, where is that place they happen again? Izumbe, Abiyajem, area, right? Yes. Aha, those are all in producing area. Yes. All these Ejeme Kuru, you get small, small. Uh, refi- the people know, the security agents know about this. Why must they wait until about 100 of people died before government will come up? They know about this. Look at the one in Rivers, he said. And then CDC and the whatever. They're against the, 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 the government district to clamp down on those guys. Mm-hmm. And if you look at if the refinery is working, I don't think anybody with his right senses will go to where they're doing that illegal something. So government, please, enough of these uh, live people dying, like chicken, hundreds, and now government is clamping on them. Well, President Sandra, mm. don't worry, we're almost there. See, you get my point. <laughs> I don't get your point, but Christopher, thanks for calling. Ebiambo on Facebook says, Sandra, how man go do? Man must work now. That's the mentality of street trading, be it under the bridge of Lagos or elsewhere. Man no go steal or beg now. That is why street trading is always like a cat and mouse quarrel between the government, that's the local government to be precise, and the poor populace. And it is a common feature in any part of the world. I hope you know that there's street trading in the streets of New York and London. In New York, for instance, it's common for one to see petty traders in subway stations. Yes, there's street trading in a lot of big cities in the world, but they are regulated. They're well regulated. You won't find them trading in places where they're not supposed to trade. And um, if they are trading in places where they are not supposed to trade, they are, current, they are constantly being raided by security agents. So the police, the local government, etc., etc. Does that happen here? We've got Jamie Ilori who says, Sandra, as for the border opening, all that, all that is to deceive Nigerians because the custom duty is times three to what the importers used to pay before. Nigerians should not expect anything to come down in price because government did not do the needful. Jam you, Laurie, with that message there. Um, more messages coming our way from Facebook. Let's take a look. Mm, I'm trying to read the ones that, you know, are not uh, explosive. Because <laughs> the people on Facebook, they don't just don't care that the regulators are listening to Sandra. They'll just come on Facebook and just ah, citizens. Aboki Masuya says, Sandra, believe me, uh-uh. Ah, Aboki Abeg. I don't feel that's what you write too. Sorry. So Dick says the borders were closed to the generality of the people, but open to a privileged few to transact business. What has the closure achieved? Buhari's policy brought hardship to the people from his military days to his democratic days. He will be remembered for the hardship and sorrow brought to the land despite the defense of his media aides. All right. Let's take one more call and then we'll bring you our final story on today's big three, a big weekend. 99.3, hello. Hello, yeah. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, sir? Yeah, this is Emmanuel speaking. Emmanuel, how are you? Fine, thank you. And how are you doing today? I'm alive. Go ahead. Great. So, um, first of all, let me start from the issue of the border closure, yeah? Okay. So, it's it's funny because um, Nigerians tend to be taken for granted. Okay. And because we as the people, we don't understand the kind of power we wield. Mm. A couple of times, I travel a lot and I've gone through these border regions. Okay. Be it the one connecting from Port Novo. See, the border was never closed. It was only closed to the general public. Okay. And I'm telling you this from a fact because... I've gone through that route more than once. Okay. And I see the way things move both in and out. And I, each time I always ask myself, but the government told us that they closed the border. But the question is, we will ask the government these questions. That's the big questions we have. 
Um, the issue of the pipeline uh, explosion, it, it's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, sympathy to those that lost their loved ones. But at the same time, I think the biggest problem of the government is the people. And the biggest problem of the people is the people. The reason why I said that is this. According to reports, mm-hmm. the vehicles queued up to purchase fuel mm-hmm. from these places where the explosion happened. Mm-hmm. The reason is simple because it's cheaper to buy fuel from these guys. I've seen it. <laughs> and because it's cheaper, they just feel, oh, why would I go to the, uh, to the, no, to the regulators to purchase at 165 mm. when I can easily get at maybe 120 or, at, or 110? That is why it is difficult also for the government to clamp down on these people because the people are also protecting these people. Now, with what happened, in less than 48 hours, the name of the alleged owner mm-hmm. has surfaced. Mm-hmm. Come on, the government takes us for granted. And we, the people, we don't understand the kind of power we wield. Emmanuel, thank you very much for calling. The attempt to get a consensus candidate within the PDP seems to be on the rocks. Last Monday, I interviewed uh, Bukola Saraki, one of their presidential aspirants. And he talked about how consensus candidacy would work and how they were making progress with it. As I said, it's not an either or. Hmm. Um, in the APC, there was consensus work before we get to the primaries. Hmm. I mean, some of us are new. There were, there were candidates that before the primaries, consensus kind of led them to have stepped down. At least I know about three aspirants who did not participate and when we went to the apc if you remember there were about four aspirants mm-hmm. but before then there were about eight or nine aspirants the consensus work which is normally done behind the scenes in, in trying to say listen let's have a consensus candidate that does not say that who else is interested in contesting should not contest i need i need to clear that it's not an either or okay so even in the, in the apc there was there was some kind of consensus understanding okay that let us support Buari. Okay. Tom said, no, we're not going to support Buari. So, okay, fine. Go to the primaries. Okay. So, that's, so it's not that um, it's an either or. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a bit of both. It's just a way of trying to sort of reduce the crowd, make it easier to manage the convention. Because don't forget the convention of the primaries is just one step. The main issue is still the election, going out to go and face Nigerians before the party. So it's always better for a party to be united, to focus on the issue, which is the other party. This is like a family thing when you really do primary. So what you can do in order to ensure that you stay united, you stay focused, you, you work towards the major objective, which is your party winning. And this weekend, it looked like they had, uh, they had cleared a major hurdle. An announcement came that two of the northern aspirants had emerged from the consensus and two of them were Saraki himself and Bala Mohammed. But then we now heard from uh, Kano Governor Aminu Tambuwal and, uh, sorry, not Kano Governor, um, uh, Sokoto Governor Aminu Tambuwal. We also heard from one other northern aspirant and um, he rejected the announcement. He said... All the aspirants had agreed to end the process because they couldn't agree on the way forward. So he was shocked to hear this announcement that some aspirants had been shortlisted. 
And he's not alone. Atikwa Pupaka also distanced himself from the announcement. And then we heard from a group claiming to represent PDP Northern leaders and stakeholders. That statement was signed by Sulelamido. Sulelamido is the former Jigawa governor. And um, the, the statement says that they were not consulted. They said that the announcement was just the personal opinions of those who made the announcement and doesn't reflect the views of PDP leaders uh, in the region. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not looking as straightforward as Bukola Saraki may want. And it brings me, it, it brings us really to the all-important question about consensus candidacy. And this is one of the topics that uh, my children will debate when they join us from May 9th. Um, are Nigerian politicians selfless and disciplined enough for it to work? Consensus candidacy. Are Nigerian politicians selfless and disciplined enough for it to work? Actually, the students who will debate this are the playoff candidates. So we have two spots left in the top 16. And we have four students who will battle it out uh, in the first week of May to be the final two that make it into the top 16. So one of, one of those groups will debate this consensus candidacy topic. But do you think that politicians... Um, generally submit themselves to the process. Will they do that, do you think? Or do you think that politicians would generally resist uh, the process if they have the means to do so? Yes, and Mwiki granted an interview to the BBC, and, on, and in that interview he said, Abeg, that uh, consensus candidacy in Shanghai Mobo, the more you look, the less you see. He said he will not um, you know, be subject to consensus candidacy. He said um, that... Um, you know, he's going to keep running for president until that the only reason he steps down is if he dies. Very strong statement from Nisam Wike, you know, but it, it, it begs the question, will politicians generally submit themselves to the process to choose a consensus candidate or will they generally resist it if they have the means to do so? Are Nigerian politicians selfless and disciplined enough for consensus candidacy to work? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. That's for men. For women, zero one four six five seven one nine zero. Don't forget, we have a great conversation coming up at four between you and I on Madam Landlord. Have you ever tried to buy land by yourself uh, and then try to build on the land that you bought? Were there interesting things that happened while that was going on? That conversation starts at four, so don't miss it. But for right now, let's talk about our stories from today's big weekend 99.3 hello sandra good evening good evening what's your name sir my name is dan baba dan baba you're calling our line for women dan baba go and call the, the right line eh? <laughs> hello madam sandra sorry oh, sorry 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 it's okay welcome sir yeah yes madam sandra good, uh, good evening good evening we've got so many stories which one do you want to talk about yeah yeah thank you mm. first of all let me go this way okay I want to talk about the border from here. Okay. You see, um, Sandra, mm. you see we Nigeria and Nigeria citizen, mm. some of us are hypocrites. Okay. Yes, some of us are hypocrites. We keep on blaming government, government, and government. Okay. Let me tell you, if Buhari did not close that border, mm. somebody will still tell you that where he has chosen one outside man in that position to be eating money. Okay. You understand? Okay. Now, he closed it. I'm very sure there are some little, even not much, there are little, little kind of progress that that happened. Mm. 
Okay. But because of a particular there are some particular thread I hate Dan Man Kobuari. They don't want to anything he do is wrong within themselves. And there was someone that was one of them that normally call your radio station. I listened to you right from I listened to this radio since nineteen two thousand and fourteen. I've been listening, I know all the whole stuff, but I hardly call. Okay. That's for that. On Imo Fine, you know, with anybody talk about that particular region, basically you hate them. You understand? I know somebody, two two guys that died, that died in that, that died in that uh, 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 explosion. Uh, explosion. I'm sorry for your loss. One of the good friends, Jeff Amibos. God knows what is happening there, but if they act, they stop them. You will see the way they will resist. They will fight them. They will fight the security men back. Look at what is happening around them. Look at the world security situation. One of the most peaceful states so far. I saw in Anambra State, Opo, those days. Very peaceful area. Look at what it has done to because of one particular hatred for one particular tribe. And it's coming up from that region. Seriously speaking, unless we, the electorate, we, we, ourselves, me included, if we did not see them and ask ourselves what we truly want, we will keep on blaming government, government, government in eternity. All right. Thank you very much for calling. Um, even though I, I think that um, a lot of what you said was um, littered with uh, inaccuracy and innuendo that uh, some may interpret as really harmful because I don't think that there's anyone who hears about illegal bunkering and says, oh, why are you coming after our people? Most people who have called in today to talk about illegal bunkering have condemned it and have said, well, government doesn't want to do anything about it because um, as we saw in River State some months ago when Yesumwike was, um, you know, trying to shut down a number of illegal refining sites, we had um, state officials involved in the illegal refining themselves, you know. So, um, again, you know, because you didn't really say much, you were just insinuating, you didn't really spell anything out. Um, that's why I'm not checking you as um, strongly as I would like to. But you and I know what you just did there. We've got Emmanuel Inekbe on the line. Hi, Emmanuel. Uh, I'm okay. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Welcome. You've got one minute. Uh, sorry for your call. Thank you. When the uh, consensus saga was happening over the weekend, mm. I'm like, ah, now don't give this fufufu lady something to talk about on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and I was correct. <laughs> but our <laughs> party uh, is fine. Let me sit like a politician. Mm. There is no problem. We are moving forward. There is nothing to worry about. Everything is okay. So, please close on that. <laughs> on the, <laughs> on the uh, border closure, please, what did we benefit? Sandra, I married from that border area. They call the place uh, on the, uh, in Yewa North. I, there are some pictures you might have seen on Facebook when they will pile up bags of rice like six, seven. Mm. If you are the back of the bike, you won't see the driver of the bike. Mm -hmm. I always thought those pictures were fake pictures. That is not possible. But I saw them live when rice are being more good. So for anybody to say borders are sure, yes, the the. the they might be shot somewhere, somewhere. Smuggling of rice is still, is still happening. And we just suffered 
in Asia. There's nothing we gained in this all right, thanks for calling, Emmanuel. We'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll keep talking about these stories. Don't go away. Traders return to Akwambon Bridge. Should border posts still be closed almost three years later? And why is there no will to stop illegal refining? Do Nigerian politicians have the temperament for consensus candidacy? These were stories from the weekend. Let's talk. I'm Sandra Ezekwasili. We've got four more minutes to the top of the hour. Hello to you. What's your name? Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3. Hello. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. What's your name? Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you right, hear me? All right, this is uh, CJ calling from Ogun State. Welcome, go ahead. Yes, my issue I want to comment is uh, this uh, Edema uh, explosion. Mm. Yes, you see, Edema, there are two Edemas, one in River State, one in uh, Imo State. That, that as is, I'm familiar with it. Okay. But my concern is this, is that if you check critically, or let's say probably you do an uh, underground investigation, mm. my concern is this. The, the the federal government may not be completely aware of what is going on in that state, but that's the state top government officials, they are aware of what is going on. Okay. The community heads, the chiefs, they also know what is going on there. Okay. The youth leaders, even the secretary, if you go to that as a from also Obudu, down to Omok, you will see the number of police officers along that road. That's right. So the government agency cannot come out and, and tell us that they don't know what is going on there. And it's very, very pathetic and sad or horrific for the loss of souls. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for calling. We've got lots of messages, uh, lots of messages on uh, WhatsApp. And I want to try and take as many of them as I can. Hi, Sandra. My name is Kudos. I just returned from the East. I can tell you uh, authoritatively. The government knows what's up. Uh, the owners of fuel stations buy cheap fuel from them. When we get to a door, we met two tankers filled with bunkery, stopped by the police for settlement. Uh, the owners will dismiss them if they stop them. All right. Um, Ezekiel from Bauchi says, uh, Wike is just a comedian. Imagine his speech in Anambra. I keep watching that video. It really made my day. Uh, we've got a message here uh, from Chris, who is listening from Accra. Chris says, Sandra, the last caller is 200% correct. Flight fare, COVID tests to and fro, both airports uh, made going to Accra uh, like 250, 300k last year when I planned coming to Ghana. Somebody advised me to use the border. I was given a custom officer who facilitated my movement up to Accra for 60k then. Indeed, lots of government officials are uh, benefiting from the closure and it favors them to remain closed. All right. Lots of comments here. Sandra, it's our government that uh, is not treating us well. The Imo State governments, if the Imo State government says they're not aware of this illegal refining, uh, if our refineries were working, who is the person with his right senses that will patronize these illegal refineries? That's a message from Aking Boboye. All right. Um, Sandra, please help shed light on this question, please. Is the ban on rice and chicken still in place? Yes, they're still in place. Uh, we've got someone who says um, authorities are making huge money from that area of business. Border opening will give access to drugs and arms to flood the country against the elections. Hmm. That's a that's a serious comment there. Mm, here's a message 
from Raymond in Ajaya. Raymond says, good afternoon, Sandra. I'm not surprised that the traders are still there. Um, their actions are as a result of a failed system. If you ask them, if you ask them well, you discover that they are paying some government officials for using under the bridge. All right, Raymond. Thank you for your message. Mm, let's take a break. When we come back from this break, we'll bring you the business news. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili.